Warning! The following podcast contains strong language, which some listeners may find offensive. If you do... Up yours! That's only if you don't listen to the podcast. Otherwise, not up yours. Did you know the Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all of the social media outlets? Give us a like, follow, share, subscribe, or even a review if you're feeling generous. Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Twitter, Twitch, and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. It is a Monday. You know what that means. It's time for your AEW review. It's your boy, Big Tasty, here, as always. Joined once again by Aaron Statman Sutcliffe. Aaron, how's it going, Myth? Um, all right. I feel like this weekend I've just been... My living area has been this office at the PC. <laughs> I, I seem to have recorded a lot this weekend. <laughs> I mean, we've opened the forbidden door. We don't quite know what that means, but, you know, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, a lot has been recorded for future things coming out. So, there you go. Starting Monday as well. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like this Monday or next Monday? This Monday. That's it right now. Right now. So as, as in, at six o'clock. So, as, be, uh, as the good folk are listening to this podcast, it will be up right now. It will be well. It will be up at six o'clock. So, mate, it's, it's, mate, it's twenty to five. This is going before six o'clock. <laughs> it will be up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, six o'clock. So, whenever you listen to this, go to our YouTube channel. There'll be new content there. It'll be a special treat for you. Spe- special treat, and it happens twice a week from now on. Twice a week. On a Monday and a Thursday, That's right? Like more often than night, pizza. And I eat a lot of pizza. <laughs> New content, Mondays and Thursdays, YouTube, Untitled Wrestling Podcast, there you go. I cannot wait, that's hot, hot exclusive news right off the right off the top there for you. <laughs> um, Alright, speaking of hot, um, the show starts with the, the, the walking embodiment of Pierre Sexy, Wardlow himself. My, my hero. Everyone's here, mate, the, the, the biggest baby face in AW, except he's not quite there yet. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows he's a baby face except him and MJF. <laughs> um, so he walks out and someone pointed this out on the internet um, so he walks out with like two cardboard cutouts of MGF doesn't he like one like standing up one sitting down yeah as if you look I don't know if this is intentional but if you look like on the one that he's standing up he's actually carrying it with his hand around the throat oh is he and I don't know if that's that's uh, a weird I don't know if that's, that's... foreshadowing or whether that's just um, that's the way just... he picked them up uh, that's just a weird. I think that's just coincidental. So then, um, they introduce. So he hands out. He hands a piece of paper to Justin Roberts, and he reads out these like overblown introductions for like Sean Spears and FTR, and they come out. And then MGF comes out on like a literal dais, being carried by six guys. Yeah. He gets to the to the ring before he gets off. He does deep kissing with a woman who I really hope is his girlfriend it, or something. It is. I I, I googled it. It's, it's his girlfriend. <laughs> Don't worry. Because he he does some some deep ass kissing with her. Deep um, ass kissing. It was like kissing. console tennis, man. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. It was pure, proper deep kissing, mate. Pure slavers and nothing. Um, that's what we call meeting in Liverpool. If you're meeting, meeting someone, yeah. Meeting you're meeting, someone. If, you're, if you're meeting someone, means you're doing the neck with them. Oh, uh, we would just say pulling. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Um, I mean, that doesn't sound much better. No, it? I mean, no, there's no, there's no nice word for it. So really, like, no, no word that makes it sound good. 
Um, once you get past the age of about 16, it stops becoming this like mystical thing. Tonsil hockey, you know. <laughs> um, so yeah, so this is just a big, and this, this is interesting because this is a long promo to start down with. Yeah, I was, it's not often they do it, but I think this needed it to be honest. They needed to, they needed to talk about, I think, the, the they needed to address last yeah. week, basically. and it makes and it makes it seem like an even bigger deal, like going back to. To the match last week. I mean, it felt like a big deal when it happened, but having this promo like the week, the next week, makes and, and starting the show with it made it seem enormous because they're so. I, I don't know if you know, um, in the US now, because they've moved to TBS, they're on after the Big Bang Theory. Right, okay. So they, they take this massive audience into the show because Big Bang Theory is still amazingly popular. Um, somehow. Somehow. <laughs> and yeah, so, so they basically have all this massive, like, billboard at the start of the show to put like something really hot on and they've, they've chose this which is it makes it it makes mgf seem huge which is yeah cool that's fair i mean if you're straight on after the big bang like fair play i'd put your biggest thing on at the start yeah i liked how they so we, we said after the match last week mgf obviously sort of like he, he sort of leant over punk didn't he and I, I mean i'm sure he was obviously saying very nice things to punk about the way that he put him over in the match in real life but yeah. so MGF was like, yeah, when I when I was like leaning over punk, all I said to him was you suck. <laughs> and this this was just it was just proper good heel shit from MGF, like running punk down. Uh, Spears shows MGF his brand new t-shirt that is available right now on shopaw.com. Better than the best in the world. All in Burberry, which is quite nice. All yeah. the letters from Burberry, which is which is pretty cool. Uh, and then Punk comes out because he's had enough of this shit, basically. And he said, um Give me what I want. Basically, give me what I want. Yeah, he, wants, <laughs> he, he wants a rematch because obviously MGF did the cheating. Um, and then he said, I don't want to rematch with you. I want to rematch with Wardlow, did he say? Yeah, the, the real person that beat him last Yeah, week. the person who actually beat him, which was yeah. Yeah, the guy who gave MGF the ring. I mean, that's fair. I'll, I'll take a Punk v Wardlow match again. Yeah, I'll have another one of them. That was really yeah. good fun. Uh, so then Darby Allen didn't come out to back him up with some bats. Punk's got a bat as well. And then MGF's like, all right, okay. Uh, if you want a match with me, you've got a, you and a, a partner have to be FTR, but it can't be Sting and it can't be Derby. So I just seen that seems stupid by MGF. Like AEW, think, think, have how many wrestlers? Yeah, but I, I think I think that the, the sort of angle MGF was betting almost that everyone hates CM Punk, so no one wants to be friend, No one's going to team with him. But, uh, this is his whole thing. His whole thing is like you're a bit of a diva in the locker room, and like everyone, you're taking people. You know, you come in here like a big, big I am, and everyone's like you, you've put everyone out of joint. And like, apart from Sting and Darby, no one really likes you. Like that's that's the sort of angle MGF's trying to play on Punk. Isn't you, it? So, even though everyone's always said like Punk comes up to them and not yeah, this is this is in storyline, mate. I know, but <laughs> EW like keeping it real. They're not keeping <laughs> it real. So basically, it can't be Sting or Darby. Um, and yeah, so oh, that was, yeah, so so a little little fun fact. This is the first time in the history of AEW Weekly Television that a match has been made on the show and not announced beforehand. Yeah, I, that's fair. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> which considering you know in other companies it happens seemingly every six or minutes, <laughs> every single week. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a, a cool little um, little factoid for you there. Oh, yeah. um, How many years has that taken? <laughs> Three and a half. Three and a half years, yep. There you go. <laughs> well, three and a bit. Um, right, so then next up, Sting and Darby have just fucking teleported because they're backstage talking to Andrade. And again, this is just this is just really good Shame. fun, isn't it? 
I like, I like, <laughs> I, I love just like, I, I look at the Andrade just not understanding the concept of friendship. <laughs> I have no friends. That's fine. He just has lots of money. Uh, it's I have lots of slaves. <laughs> a lot of white bodies. And, and Stinks is like, <laughs> Stinks is like, well, you can just, you can talk, you don't have to talk to me, you can talk straight to him. It's fine. He's a, he's yeah. a man. He's a grown man. <laughs> and Andrade's like, how you know? Um, and so basically Darby said he wants to be TNT champion Andrade wants to be TNT champion and said when he's TNT champion Darby's going to work for him so what they're doing here which I really appreciate is that they're really like they're really stacking the TNT title picture here aren't they I mean all of them are in the ladder match so yeah and when we factor in what happens in a few minutes Jesus Christ the TNT title picture is getting fucking spicy (laughs) Yeah, it's looking like a good ladder match, that's for sure. Right, before we get to the first qualifier for the match, uh, we have a little Wardlow versus the Blade, which is a weird one in a way because the Blades are heel, obviously. Yeah. So this is the first match where Wardlow kind of works, like actually works face. Because, oh, yeah. Because yeah. Cause the Blade's like trying to take him down from behind, he's trying to take his legs out. Um, he gets about 30 seconds of offense at the start and like, catches Wardlow by surprise a bit and then Wardlow just suplexes the piss out of him. I mean, there was a lot of leg work on Wardlow and he sold it well. Mm. I think it's a, like, one of the few times we've seen him I think, I think ha- yeah, they're, having they're gonna, a I sell. Think it looks, this looks like they're maybe trying to like set up to build out this side of his character a bit. So, like, yeah. that's simple, you know, because like, he's a big guy and he's a powerhouse and when he catches you and throws you around a lot, it's game over. But, like, they need to get him into that, like, into that mode of like, if he's a baby face, he's gonna have to, you know, like Luchasaurus, he's gonna have to sell the limbs and he's gonna have to like be chopped down, and he's gonna have to like come back from that. And wait, we want you to be Brian Cage, but with personality, <laughs> <laughs> basically, yeah. Um, and that, and you know, his again, we didn't really talk about it much, but his facial expressions during the MJ promo were again just gold, yeah, just in the background, yeah. This is a bit where like MGF is like going through like and thanking his best friend and the person who's been like you know helping him out so much for all his success. And it turned out he was talking about Sean Spears and not Wardlow. Not um, Wardlow. And Wardlow was like Wardlow was like like sort of puffing out his chest and getting like ready to accept the praise. And then his face went like he turned on. You uh, taking the fucking bets? His facial, <laughs> his, his, his facial, like his physical comedy is so good. He, I, got, yeah. I mean, when they do eventually, and people are mo- I, know, I know some people are moaning that it's taken forever. I think this is. I, I'm, I'm enjoying the fact that it's it's a slow build. I'm really that's what AEW are good for slow builds. Like yeah. if you're if you're not a fan of it, then you're probably best not watching AEW. Being honest, <laughs> yeah, all um, their storylines tend to be slow builds. But, but this has been like the B storyline. Like so, what they'll do is, and they did it with Kenny as well, really, and um, and Hangman. That that was like the B storyline. Like the, it was like the, the B plot for a long time, and it just sort of ticked along very slowly. While everything else was happening, like Kenny turning heel and Kenny and Moxley yeah. and all that, and like this but, is very much the B plot of MGF Punk. This is like the, the sort of the story. It's it's going to be the real story. Like it's like have you ever, did you ever watch um, the TV show Twenty Four? No. Do you, are you aware of the TV show Twenty Four? I am aware of it. Yes. So they had this really weird formula for every series where there'd always be like the guy you thought was the bad guy, like yeah. the big bad guy, and like they'd kill him or arrest him like five hours in or something. Six hours oh, in, right. okay. and then it turns out that it was actually all the time there was another guy who was like working behind the scenes underneath like the whole thing, and he was like the big end. So that's like they, they have like what you think is the obvious main story, which is Punk MJF. Yeah, but at the same time, like the, the sort of the real story of this whole feud is like the the development and turning of Wardlow to a babyface. Yeah, 
Yeah, uh, you know it's there as well with this one. Like, you know, it's not just you're not forgetting about it basically because no. you're always reminded that it's there lurking. So. They they do just enough, and like MGF yeah. is just enough of a prick to like make you think, oh yeah, Wallace well, just smack him one. But then you think, oh yeah, but he's he's technically his boss, so we can't. And yeah, yeah, it's gonna be awesome. So the match, this match was it was a little bit longer than your average Wardlow match, I think. Yeah, because he had to sell him things. It wasn't just him beating the solid piss out of someone. Yeah, but then he he did finish it with four power bombs and then a, a Chris Jericho foot on the shoulder, foot on the chest sort of pin. Yeah. I nice. mean, as how to make him look strong, even though he had to sell. I just, like, I just, like, I really like how they've built one of them. So it's like he's not invincible, like because no. he's ta- he's taking moves and you've seen him like get hurt. But they always build it like as soon as he hits that first power bomb, like that's it. Yeah, it's game over. Unless unless it was like Sam Punk or MGF like ruined it for him. Yeah, it was like right. As soon as he hits that one power bomb, it's it's just a case of how many times he wants to slam you down before he pins you. Like, yeah, before he decides, right, I can't be arsed anymore. So uh, next up then we had a ooh, a very a lovely video um featuring Penta L Zero Miedo. And he was digging a grave and calling out the house of black. And this very much I don't know if they can if they can use the exact were, like name, but this name, was very yeah. much like he's going back to the Pentagon Black gimmick that he used in Lucha Underground eh. when he was just an unhinged murderer, basically. Yeah, an arm breaker, basically. <laughs> so whether they're going to call him Pent- Pentagon Dark or whether they're going to call him something else because he might not just, have the rights. Would you not just go Penta Dark? Penta Dark, maybe. Penta yeah. Dark, could but he's, he's basically going to come out with some new attire, and and this all ties in as well to he was missed in the face last week by Malachi, wasn't he? Yeah. So this is how it's sort of like he's responded to that. It, it's gone. It's it, it has corrupted him, but not maybe in the way that Malachi maybe wanted it to. Like like a fucking symbiote got into him. Yeah, he's, he's just turning gonna, black. He's gonna start doing like really bad cheesy dancing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like in Spider Man. <laughs> With his suit on, yeah. <laughs> Make that happen. <laughs> um, so next up, then, are you ready for some inner circle? This, the inner circle team meeting was it called or something like that this hurt my happiness I mean I, I like that it's pushing things I'd like, forward I like where it's going yes. I didn't like that I had to sit through it yes I if agree we can, with you if we can just get to the bit where like Proud and Powerful tell Jericho to fuck off and beat the fuck out of him then yes, please. I mean I, I, I liked like Santana talking on the mic a lot that was really good I liked they didn't let Jake Hager talk that was very yep. good um, Jericho still got far too much mind thing. I've still really got the fear that like Jericho is somehow going to come out of this to the face. Oh yeah, Jericho is going over here. <laughs> it's ridiculous, but it's happening. Like, like surely... I'm, I'm still calling that we're going to get Sammy versus fucking Jericho. For how much? Title. How much stroke does Jericho have backstage if he gets to be the face in this feud? Oh, honestly, it's. Telling you, Sammy versus Jericho is happening. Ever since Jericho MGF, now I've got the fear of Jericho's backstage politicking and his booking power. Yeah. That Chris Jericho contract, baby. (laughs) (laughs) They're paying him an absurd amount of money, so I'm guessing he gets to, like, say what he wants. Jericho, we want you to do this. No. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) A nice moment in that promo from Jericho, actually, when he said, uh, he's saying maybe he offered a spot to the wrong LAX, which was fun. 
if we're uh, going to get a yeah, if we're going to uh, get Hernandez and Homicide, a little a little cameo appearance with them, that'd be cool. Please no, please no. <laughs> uh, I never liked them in their prime. Never mind now. So basically, Sammy quits the inner circle here as well at this point. Yep. He basically says, right until you sort this out, I'm out of here. I've, I've got to worry about you know TNT title, both of his TNT titles. Um, and then they basically say next week, then it's going to be Santana and Ortiz with Jericho and Hager. And I just can't wait for them for Jericho and Hager to beat Santana and Ortiz and for me to just cry real tears. Oh, Hager's getting the win, telling you. Hager's getting that baby face push. <laughs> Let's go. Heat up Hager. We've got to, we've got to get him, we've got to get him ready. <laughs> yeah, for that world title run that we promised him two years ago. Right. So the next we have the first surprise of the evening. Possibly. Um, so Tony Giovanni's backstage interviewing Trent and Rocky Romero. The young bucks come in and beat them up. They give them a BT trigger. And as they're about to beat up on Trent, I think it is, um, someone appears like behind the camera and Adam Cole, like very innocently, say, Oh, oh, look who it is. And, and a man with a leather jacket on with the switchblade symbol on his jacket appears. Yep, it is switchblade Jay White. Why, why would you put this on here if later on in life he shows up? Because why would you not just have him on Rampage? Uh, there's a reason for that. Do you want me to, I was going to save it for the news podcast, but um, so basically Tony... We can quickly go into it then, eh? just briefly. T- t- Tony Khan said on Twitter that basically he fucked up when he made the announcement because he said that someone was going to come to the forbidden door and sign a contract. Ah, right, aye. And... Obviously, the person coming in wasn't coming through the Forbidden Door because the Forbidden Door exclusively relates to New Japan and AEW, as it was coined by Tanahashi. So he basically basically got on the phone and went, I kind of made a mistake. Uh, Jay, do you want to just come and do a bit of AEW for a bit? (laughs) (laughs) Because I need some of New Japan. He 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 probably just got on Rocky's phone and was like, Rocky, can you get me Jay White for like this Wednesday? Yeah. He's in America. Can you just, I'll pay. Can you just like get him here? <laughs> hey, Rocky Romero's got everyone's phone number. It's fine. Don't worry about it. He's a handy fellow to know, I think, Rocky, by the way. Yeah. Other things. Um, so, yeah, he actually led, as you said, like he realized on on like the Sunday after he made the tweet that like he fucked up and like he had to then deliver on a forbidden door talent. Fair. So right, he was like, okay. right, I'll go, I'll go see if I can get Jay White. And he could. And so now we've got Jay White in, in AW. Yeah. I mean, if he's working on fucking t- Impact, he can work here, don't you? Yeah, exactly. Fuck Impact. <laughs> <laughs> no disrespect to Impact, but come on. <laughs> All the disrespect given to them. Wait, I, me and you can fucking say what we want about Impact. We watched the bad years. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, we can... They owe me. That's as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> In this new series, Ben, we can fucking watch old Impact if we really want to. I don't know how much I actually want to watch, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess it's how much what do I want to subject Troy to? I think is the main uh, mutually assured destruction. If I have to watch it, as long as he has to watch it as well, then it's then it's fine. <laughs> uh, right then, we get onto the main. Well, let's sort of say the main sort of not the main event, but the main like <clears throat> sort of intrigue of the evening. So it's the face of the revolution ladder match qualifier. Isaiah Cassidy versus a mystery opponent. So Cassidy comes out, Matt Hardy's giving it loads. They're all like, you know, confident and swank. And then Keith Lee's music hits. I didn't like the music. 
I I really enjoyed it. Uh, 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 Mr. Rock has sung too much in it. But uh, Keith Lee appears, and oh my lord, Keith Lee. Oh my he's lord. A, he's a big boy, isn't he? In the words of Brock Lesnar, oh, big boy. Oh, big boy. <laughs> with, with a hand gesture oh, as well. Oh, big boy. Oh, big boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he basically, so he shoves um, Cassidy into Mark Quinn and then literally just grabs him and hip tosses him into the sun, basically. It wasn't even a hip toss, it was a throw. Yeah. Like, he literally threw him. Like, about like, two-thirds like, of the way diagonally across the ring. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> now, if, like, this was obviously a bit of a squash, because, you if know... It, if at any point Isaiah Casti should have screamed like a girl, like he usually does. <laughs> it was there. That should have yeah. been there. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only the only downside if we didn't get it. We didn't get a bear scream from, from Casti <laughs> as he was getting hurled through the air. Um, I mean, obviously, this match was a bit of it was a, a hell of a squash, but oh, yeah. credit to Cassidy because he made Keith. I mean, it's not hard work to make Keith look like a million bucks, but he really did. Like, oh, I, yeah, uh, he, he he bumped his ass off in this match. Yeah, like uh, fair play to him, like helping Keith Lee go over because he, yeah, and it was I'm the perfect. It was it was a perfect debut. At one point, Matt Hardy just gets the fear and just fucks off. Ah, fuck this. He's not got a chance, I'm out. Which Tony Schiavone <laughs> says that he, he would call that acting erratically. <laughs> so if, oh. you're not, if, you're not, if you're not if you're not convinced that Jeff Hardy's coming in as soon as his no-competes finished, then, you know, there you go. I mean, they, they've got a match in the Indies book for March. Yeah. So, it's, uh, next, I mean, next month we'll see him. Cassidy got a little bit of offense. He hit like that little spinning over the top rope move and took Lee out. And there was a bit of fuckery with Mark Quinn, like sort of trying to help out. Yeah. But then Keith Lee hit. I don't know what that move was he won with. I can't even remember what it was, to be honest. Because he used a spirit bomb in WWE and the Indies, which was the like the sort of sit out last ride, wasn't it? Oh, the power slam thing, the Fireman's carry position. It was uh, like a it was like a fireman's carry jackhammer. Yeah, yeah. Aye, it looked it looked amazing. Perfectly. But yeah, in, in WWE, didn't he use like didn't he use the, the sit out last ride? Yeah, it was the yeah, that's what he used. So yeah. So whether he's or, saving that for, for a little later or you know. Yeah, I just started using the pounds because they found that funny all the time. Yeah. Um, so after the match, uh, the pro party try and double team him, uh, and then like they end up on the outside, and someone, one of them does a crossbody, and he just catches him and throws him on the floor. Yeah, and the other one goes for like a tope, like a dive, uh, like a sort of tope, and he just catches his legs like on his head as he drops, and then just power bombs him first onto the other guy, onto the yeah, and then onto the ring apron. Looks fucking vicious. Keith Lee is here, and he's going to kill everybody. Hopefully, as we said last week, goes into a world title picture pretty fast. Well, Sam, Sammy Guevara is in extreme danger. Yes. Because <laughs> there's a very good chance he's going to have to wrestle Wardlow or Keith Lee in the near future. Yes, that's not good for him. <laughs> but I'm all for it. Yeah, like I said, that they're really like loading this TNT title picture at the moment right now. Like, you've got all the names they're talking about, like Andrade, Darby, Wardlow, Keith Lee. You know, these are big, big names. Yeah. There's still, what, another five people to film? Yeah. They're not doing nine, yeah? 
They do a name like they did last time. Uh, seven, sure. seven, I think, seven, I think maybe. Yeah, yeah. There might be a mystery opponents as well. Like they normally have to throw the a, last a, one. Yeah, yeah, they have to throw a Joker in, don't they? Um, right next up, then we had a um, quick video. Britt Baker saying that she basically paid Mercedes Martinez to take out Thunder Rosa, and next week it's going to be her and uh, Martinez and Thunder Rosa in a no DQ match, which would be lovely. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with it. I mean, Thunder Rosa's last no DQ match was fucking banging, so, you know. Yeah, is it It seems to be they trust Thunder Rosa that much with just weaponized matches, so. Yeah, she can do anything. She can do yeah. anything she wants. Uh, right, next up then we had CM Punk and his, well, FDR out for their match, and then CM Punk came out and his mystery partner was John Moxley. Aye, surprise to many. Uh, obviously, the foreshadowing was there with the trunks. Yeah. The red and black trunks by Punk. And it made sense because, like, they saw, like, the commentary was sold, like, yeah, Moxley just likes fighting. So yeah. Punk was like, do you want to just fight these guys? And Moxley was like, yeah, right. so... Yeah, I mean, um, I'm all for it. I put, I got Moxley on Dynamite for the week. So, so how, how did you find this match? How did I find this match? I really enjoyed it. There was a bit in the middle that did go a bit slow, but so, so I was watching this. I was, up again. I, I, so I, mean, I watched Dynamite through the eyes of like, how would you be perceiving it in a way? Like sometimes, like I try and I try yeah. and like guess guess you, and like I'm not sure how you'd feel about this match because on the one hand. John Moxie was just doing John Moxie things all over the place. Yeah. Which is what well into your... It's the shit you're well into. But on the yeah. other hand, a lot of FTR. I, I, I genuinely, I enjoyed the match. I, I quite enjoyed... There was literally a, what, five-minute gap or something where it was a bit slow, but that's because I that think was probably, it was on that, the ad break. That was probably the breaks, yeah. Yeah. Like, so FTR, I think, FTR do the, the wrestles. They're old school. They do the wrestles during the ad breaks, don't they? And, and sort of yeah. stuff like that. So... Apart from that, I, I really enjoyed the match. Fun so. fact, you, you can actually buy, I think it's from Pro Wrestling Tees, uh, a t-shirt from FTR that says Fear the Rest Old. Fucking hell. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was really fun. Um, one, I, I, there's a couple of spots I really enjoyed. Uh, Moxie went through a table on the outside. You've got to bear in mind, this was a match that wasn't announced till earlier on in the show. Yeah, this was like a bonus match, basically. Uh, yeah, and it got this amount of time, and it was good. Uh, towards the end of the match, FDR counted a go-to-sleep into a big rig, which was great. Uh, yeah, there was a lot of then, finishers and close falls. And... Um, I really enjoyed, a little bit further on, uh, FDR were going for the mind-breaker. And they had Punk up in the power drive position. And Moxie just came out of nowhere like a fucking demon and locked in a bulldog choke from behind on, yeah. um, on Dax, which was, which was lovely. Oh, it was just so good. At the end, it was ridiculous speeds and near falls. Yeah, and... it really, it really built to like a like a, a proper like load of nonsense towards the end. Like Tully got a GTS for his troubles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Punk wins with a GTS on cash and picks up the win. Oh, Wheeler, yeah, yeah, and yeah, it was. Yeah, so it was really. It, it did a really good job. It felt like it felt a bit like like a proper like attitude era Raw main event sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, as I say, the only bit I was disappointed in was literally I think that five minute ad break. I assume it was during the ad. Yeah, it probably would have been enough, but. Apart from that, I really enjoyed the match. So, because yeah, they say during the adverts, they they like to do that thing where they just like grind the face down and like just yeah. control them and stuff. And yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, FTR, they, they, they know how to work a tag match. Uh, CM Punk and John Moxley aren't bad wrestlers by any stretch of the imagination. You know, there's, yeah. there's, there's no way in hell these four guys are going to have a poor match when you put them together. Yeah. And with this win, Moxley helps Punk get his match versus MJF. Yeah, so that's it. Uh, MJF uh, Revolution. Um, did MJF not say Punk gets to decide... I think he did say he can have any, what the any, any, any match he wants. But he, yeah. well, I think it's words that he can have any match he wants. Yeah. So. I, I mean, please yourself. I yeah. assume. I'd assume it would be something like a cage, so that he can't run away or some shit. Can't, like no, that. he can't have Wardlow involved or. Yeah. Despite be... the fact that never ever works. No, no, no. It's always the thinking that, like in a cage match, there'll be no interference. Yeah. I assume that's what it'll go for. But and it would, it would, that would then make it outside of Blood and Guts only the third cage match in Adrian. What's the middle one? Cody uh, Mordor. And the Lucha Bros. Young Bucks. Ah, aye. Revelation. Revelation? Yeah, aye. Double or nothing. Double or nothing. All or no, I don't know. All out. All, all out. out. All, all out, out sounds yeah. right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Right, next up then, we had Jade Cargill in action defending the TBS title against AQA. Which I'm sure is an exam board in the UK. It's where I did my my maths exam. In the <laughs> exam board. Um, she looked really good, to be fair. Yeah, apparently she was in NXT briefly, but I I can't remember her. I pass. I couldn't tell you. Um, yeah, she 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 had some nice moves. She had a shooting star press on Jade. That was that was a section star press as well. Yeah, that, was, that wasn't a Billy Kidman one. That was <laughs> on point. That was like a Matt Sedo one without falling off the ropes. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it was a fun match. Um, Jade hit something weird, like a. It was a bit like a. Um, oh, what's it called? The move she hit before she jaded. It was like a spinning thing. Not quite a black hole slam. Oh, like a power slam. It's someone, it's someone in WWE's finisher, and I can't remember which one. It was like a power slammy thing. It looked, it looked really cool anyway, whatever she hit. Um, it was like off the top rope. She picked her up off the top rope and just like spun her around and slammed her. Uh, I can't really describe it because my brain hurts. Um, <laughs> but it was it was super cool. And then she basically jaded and picked up the win. Yeah, and it was good. And it's speak up. Yeah, it's really like I said this the other the other week. But like this TBS belt has really been the making of Jade. I think like the way it's allowed her to wrestle more frequently on TV. Different. People Di- as well. Yeah, different styles, different opponents, and like different types of matches. It's done wonders for her. Like, I mean, she was never bad, but it's it's really sped up her development. I think. Yeah. So yeah, so really, really fun. And um, it was announced on social media a few days later that AQA has been signed. So she's all elite. Still signed. Fair. I we mean, have... after that shooting star press, I'm happy to see yeah, more. So I think the contract got printed out as soon as that shooting star press landed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Because that's something that t- totally did. That's something that no one in the women's division in AW is doing at the moment. Nah, so. nah. So that's, well that's, done. That's really cool to see. Uh, next up, then, uh, Young Bucks and Adam Cole backstage, and the books are like, you know, why you tell us about Jay White? Oh, more, more dividing. And yeah. could like you know, you know, him and Kenny have got like beef. 
like they really, really don't like each other. Yeah. And then Adam Cole was, and this is interesting. So Adam Cole said, "Yeah, we know, I know we're the elites, but you know we're bullet club for life." Oh, oh. and Tamatonga just had to go on Twitter. Eh? <laughs> he just had to go. You what now? <laughs> Mate, he's got to keep himself relevant, doesn't he? You know. Oh yeah. <laughs> Hey, he's on Impact versus the Good Brothers. It's fine. Wow. I mean, <laughs> Sean Meltz is just launching stars at that one. Oh, would have be, been, been six to take it in. Yeah. Shame it's an Impact thing. <laughs> Shame it's in Tennessee. Draws, draws, draws two stars. Um, next up then. Uh, so this is what I'm guessing is a new segment. So this is Serena D's rookie challenge. I guess it's going to be a recurring thing. Um, did she not do it last week? And last week she just wrecked Sky Blue. Oh, so it wasn't. A it wasn't. Like, it wasn't called anything in particular. She just annihilated oh. Sky Blue. Well, so now, yeah. So basically, it's, it's basically Serena D because they said any rookie, you'd see if they can last five minutes in the ring with me. Now we're this getting, is this is we're normally, getting her versus Sheeta again. Aren't well, we? No, this is normally done to bring someone in, like a rookie challenge like this. So after a few weeks of her just annihilating jobbers, like you'll get someone like a, an Ember Moon or a Mia Yim or someone will come in and just like you know take her all the way. Uh, um, that's a shout actually. But then, how many more people do you really want to bring in? Well, Ruby Soho's already or like. Various people have already basically confirmed that Ember Moon's coming in at some point. Yeah. Including Ember Moon uh, on, on one of the Twitch streams. So. Spoilers. Fuck's sake. Yeah. So I, I, this, this is obviously a way that you bring someone in after a few weeks of doing this. Yeah. That's fair. Um, but she has really deep wins in about a minute. She just puts this right lock on. Uh, Katie Orketh is the opponent. She, she seemed fine. You couldn't, you couldn't really tell anything about her because all she did was get bodied by Serena, yeah, basically. Generally, she didn't get to do much, though. So. And then, you want to talk about a match I really think you'll enjoy? We'll talk about Adam Page versus Lance Archer in a Texas death match. Blood. That's what you like to see, ain't it? You like to see blood. lots of blood. <laughs> blood. <laughs> because, yeah, I don't think Adam Page knows how to bleed a little bit. Yeah, I, I don't think he's mastered art of bleeding yet. <laughs> oh. uh, so one thing I liked about this, so the the um, Lance Archer music hits and like he doesn't come out and they're already fighting backstage. And then they yeah, come out they come out, on, they come out onto the ramp at the top and then Adam Page throws him through like the pane of glass that breaks during his entrance. Yeah. Which is right. quite nice. Fair play. Oh, just... The fact that the match didn't even get going, it was just the entrance music and then bang, they're fighting. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, you know, it's they're not fucking around here. Like this is yeah. this is this is serious time. Um and then one thing I like so okay, bad thing, Dan Lambert comes out. Yep. Good thing he actually does something that makes a lot of sense. Uh... So he unscrews the top rope, basically. So and get to the rope. So basically, Paige can't hit the bookshot. The bookshot, which is fair. Yeah, well done. So that actually makes sense. And you probably yeah. couldn't have Jake come up. You probably can't undo the thing. She's dead old, isn't he? <laughs> yep. But let's not talk about that. That's fine. Um, um, so yeah, I mean, then this was just this was just hilariously good fun, wasn't it? It was a fucking riot. Yeah. 
Like even through commercial breaks and that, there was what two of them in this match, I think. Yeah, but they, so it was quite they, a long they weren't, match. They, they weren't slowing down. No, it, there was no slowing down even during the break. Like, it was Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then Jay Snake Roberts got is involved. Yeah. On the outside with the fucking, I don't know what he went for because it wasn't a DDT. <laughs> well, he was. I think he was trying to set up for DDT, and then Archer was like, "Fuck no, I'm the one." Doing the pain. Uh, what are you doing? This is my time. But then, but then Paige was able to DDT Archer instead. Yeah. So yeah. he turned it round. Um, I mean, we need to talk about the blackout. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, towards, towards the end of the match, <laughs> Archer hits a blackout off the ring apron onto, not like, it's onto some stairs, but it's like onto the side of some stairs. Yeah, it's a lot of nasty stuff was in this match. Barbed wire was involved as well. Yeah, that, that got my fucking blood going. That's for sure. Oh, we need to talk about before we get into into the finish. Um, so as a Texas Death match, this was there were no pins. It was knockout or submission. So it was like basically a last man standing match. Yeah. Or, an, or, or an I quit match. I always forget about that rule because it's Japan style death match rules. Yeah. Because I, I got I got really confused at the start yeah. because I had to roll out the ring and the ref started counting and I was like, hang on, why are the countouts? And, and then Jay on Discord was like, oh no, it's it's a ten count stand up. Yeah, yeah, it's Japan style rules is what they do. I so. was like, I was I was about to go off on the internet. I was like, why are they doing a ring out in the in a <laughs> in a death match? Yeah, I, I mean, that is every time it's a Texas death match. That's the rule. Yeah, instead of just a death match or a different style death match. Yeah, at one point Archer threw like six chairs in the ring and then pulled out a barbed wire chair as well. Barbed wire around his arm. That Page put the barbed wire around his arm and yeah, because yeah. he, he, he had it around his arm as as um he picked it up, he picked it up, didn't he? As like Archer was gonna power him, and then as he went up, he hit him with it. Yeah. Which was yeah. pretty cool. Um and then the finish I absolutely loved. Yeah. So so earlier on, um, Archer had set up two tables on the outside and he was trying to black out um, Hangman through them. And he ended up like standing in front of those tables, a bit like Shaq was in the in the Cody Shaq Red yes. J match. Um, and the referee was like leaning down to like, th- I think it was the barbed wire chair. He was like trying to get that off the ring or something. Uh, and as the ref like crouched down to like deal with something, Paige just did like a fucking somersault over him. A flip over him and, <laughs> used, and used him to hit the buckshot on Archer <laughs> on the apron, who went through the two chairs. They well, they both went through the two chairs, didn't they? And, yeah. then, and then Hangman just got up as like the time ran out. Just yeah. just in no more. It was a it was a re- it was a superb finish. It was yeah. it was so cool. Very well played out. Like that match for me was match of the night and to be fair, it was close between that one and the tag match, but yeah, I mean weapons. The, the, that, <laughs> that, that was two. There were two really like super solid chunky matches on the show that you could. I yeah. mean, they, they were two like pay per view level matches. Yeah, they really were. Um, well, one of them wasn't even announced. So then after the match, Adam Cole walks down to the ring, picks up the AW title, puts it on Paige's shoulder, gives it the little two tap. I want that belt, and then off he goes. So that's your revolution title match, I'd assume. It's, I mean, it's two weeks, not enough time to build Cole versus Page. I mean, Cole's been greeting for a while now about the world title, hasn't he? Yeah, but they he haven't could like, just throw it there. They, just haven't, they haven't interacted very much. 
the thing is, I'd assume you just put Punk and MJF in the main event as opposed yeah. to the world title. If it's going to be a cage match, then you could, you could, or like some sort of mad step, then you could, you could just you could, any sort of stipulation, just have that as a main event. Yeah, because they've done it before, like they've done that before with like the um, stadium stampede and, and stuff yeah. like that, haven't they? So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you really want, like, you really want the show to end on MGF being Punk? But then is he? Because Punk can get his win back. You reckon he gets his win back? 50, 50 bucks, I'm like, <laughs> like, you're laughing, but... <laughs> MGF can't win without shenanigans. There's a moral of the story. Right, so, summing up this episode, a lot of people are saying it might be the best ever episode of Dynamite. I, I mean, I couldn't tell you anything that happened literally after a month ago. So. I would certainly, I, I don't know if I could, I mean, I, I, say, I, can't, I don't have the, the, the encyclopedic knowledge to make yeah. that call. What I will say is, if you wanted an episode of Dynamite to show to someone who'd never watched Dynamite before and say, look, this is what AEW do really well. Yeah. You would show them this episode because it had everything. It had promos, it had debuts, it had a big tag match, which AEW, obviously that's like the sort of hallmark of the of their brand is tag matches, and then it finished with like a ludicrous death match. Yeah, and you had Chris Jericho in there for all the casuals. Yeah, and if you, if you haven't watched wrestling for 20 years, there's Chris Jericho. There's Chris Jericho, yeah. There you go. Matt Hardy so, was there at some point too. What so. I would say is, yeah, this was, I mean, I think out of, it's, I can't remember a non-named episode of Dynamite that was better than this. But again, I can't remember all of them. Yeah, I genuinely I can. Uh, because the pacing was excellent. Um, yeah. Apart from, like you say, that little bit of flabby in the middle of, of the tag match. But then again, you know, we, we have to remember that when we watch it on fight, we watch the breaks as well, which most people don't see. Yeah. Um, I just felt that the show was the show was paced perfectly. It had it had excitement. Like I I stayed up to watch this live because I wanted to see who was debuting. Right, yeah. Okay. And so it, it got me. Like, you know, I was yeah. I was there till three in the morning with this and I had, and I didn't regret it whatsoever staying up to watch it. I mean it, it Dynamite is never bad, so oh, we say this all the time. It, it is never bad. No, even when it misses it's still like a six out of ten. Yeah, exactly. So that's it like that's its flaw. <laughs> right then too boring, gosh. <laughs> it's too mid. <laughs> it's too well booked. That's my only, that's my only, uh, my only criticism. The storylines make too much sense. When it's shit, it's just mid. There's no even shit. Um, do you want to talk about some highs and lows, if you've got any? Uh, my high, uh, I think I'll go for the tag match over the death match. Because, as I say, I really enjoyed it. Uh and it's an FTR match as well, which is quite shocking in terms yeah. of me. Anyway, I mean, you picking a, you you liking an FTR match, like not only liking it but like loving it more than anything else on the show. Loving it over a match with barbed wire, mate. I, I did. I genuinely did. I was really good. Like, give me more of that FTR, the faster paced FTR. I'm all for it. I do think about FTR is they they what they're really good at is like adapting the way they work to their opponent. Yeah. So when you've got like Punk and Moxley, who and Moxley is just chaotic energy, full, the, full speed ahead all yeah. the time. Yeah, they they work to it. Um, any lows? Chris Jericho. <laughs> like, he had two. That segment went on too long. 
and not not all the segment, just the part where Jericho spoke. <laughs> it was. Uh, I did like the bit when Santana like grabbed him around the throat and started like choking the shit out of him. That was. That yeah, was, like that was oddly that was oddly satisfying. As soon as everyone else actually got to spoken speaking things, then I was like, right, finally, this is why we're here. But screw you, Jericho. <laughs> um, right. What, what's yours, mate? Uh, I oh, I'm so torn, man. Like, I, I, just because you've not picked it, I'm going for the I'm going for the main event. Uh, it was going to be one or the other, so there you go. I was temp- I'm so close. I'm putting Keith Lee. Yeah, but like that was like that was like a that was, that like was 90, just for the that was, that was that was like ninety seconds of pure dopamine, whereas like the main event was like fifteen minutes of just pure entertainment. Magic mushies. Um, <laughs> so, one thing I want to say, I think it's we talked about this the other week, but I think certainly from an in-ring perspective, Hangman's putting together a really impressive title ring. It's just a shame there's no story there with it, though. Is that uh, issue? But I think I think it's always going to feel that way, though, because the storyline up to him winning the title was so good and was such a huge part of like the whole thing. Yeah. It was they could never sustain that. It's just a shame that yeah, like the, 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 we had the ending. The ending was him winning the belt. So this is yeah. like, what do they do now? Like it's almost like there's nothing left for them to do. He just has to have some matches. And defend yeah. the belt, and and they will do they, they will do a storyline with him, I'm sure, and I'm sure it'll be it could be something to do with Adam Cole, it could be when Kenny comes back, it could be something to do with Jay White, it could be MJF, you know, you don't yeah. know because like with with Kenny, it was obvious very early on that Hangman was his guy who he was going to have this big epic story with. Yeah, with Hangman, you don't know who Hangman's guy is yet. Oh. I mean, is it Kenny again? Is it, you know, yeah. is it Adam? Does Adam Cole rise up in Kenny's place to, to be his big nemesis? Does MJF come out of that field to, to be to be like the big threat? You don't know who. You don't know what. Like you knew, you knew that Kenny and Kenny did a good job of selling it. Like Kenny was scared of facing Hangman. Like that was always the thing because Hangman was his big threat. You don't know yeah. who Hangman's big threat is yet because we haven't got there yet. Got to get that first one out the way in a big man. Don't forget, like Archer. Moxley had a really good title reign, and all he did was have matches until he fought Kenny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Lance Archer is like the, the first level boss. Everyone has to just beat. Everyone has to. Like, even if you're a heel, he'll just turn face for you and then you yeah. beat him. Like, it's not. He is the big show of fucking AEW. Not, not, that's not a, like, a no, 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 not in a bad way. He's just not like, in a bad he's way. Just a, he's, just a, he's just a big guy you beat to legitimize yourself as, yeah. as champion. Exactly. So, all for it. All right, then. Yeah. We'll, we'll crack on to Rampage. This is Rampage. <laughs> a little treat. So, this is... We start off with the match we should have had a couple of weeks ago before um, Rocky Romero got COVID. So, this is Rapongi Vice back together again. That's Tremperetta, Rocky Romero, accompanied by Orange Cassidy. Well, no, not yet. Just no, Tremperetta and Rocky Romero. Um... Uh, versus the Young Bucks, obviously Matt and Nick Jackson. <clears throat> it re- again, like we're back, to, we're back, aren't we? In that in that groove of just like right, show starts. Here's the Young Bucks tag match, and it's just going to absolutely slap for like 15 minutes. Thing is, I put this on just before we recorded this today, right? Because I hadn't watched it yet, and I was like, I, I don't even know what the matches are on the card. 
I'm just going to wing it and just not look, just go for it. And then the young bucks are in the ring first with Rapongi Vice. I'm like, right, this is on first. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> We're back. I remember like, remember well, like a year ago when it was just like every every Danoid started with like a bang attack match. Yeah. For like uh, seemingly uh, no reason. It was like, all right, just do this. And it was like, okay. Yeah. Every rampage, but yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, early highlight of the match, um, the books. Oh, no, so yeah, Cassidy, Cassidy is out and he rolls under the ring. And the books go to like grab him and pull him out. And they see like the thumb, the, the thumbs up, and they uh, grab the hand and pull it out. And it's Danhausen. Fucking Danhausen. Uh, and I, lo- I love this. Danhausen curses the books. Rapongi Vice do the double dive. And then Danhausen just turns around, waves to the crowd, and just leaves. Yeah, <laughs> he he just does his shake fist bump to Orange Cassidy and then yeah. fucks off. Right, he sh- oh, he shakes um, Rapongi Vice's hands. So right, is Danhausen in chaos? I wouldn't say in chaos. <laughs> We're reaching a bit now. <laughs> is this, are we going to yeah. get? Are we, we going to get Danhausen and Akada at Wrestle Kingdom teaming see, up against? See if New Japan like had any idea of who Danhausen was. They'd be all over it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing, another thing, I really liked about this match was uh, Math doing like a a really cheesy like face hot tag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just being an absolute prick about it, which was really good fun. Oh, it was just it was, he was he was like he was like had his arms in the air and he was like hulking up and he was like, you know, playing to the yeah. crowd and they were booing him and it was oh it was incredible. I just miss seeing the Bucks again. It was it was good to see them in a match again. That yeah, is so they're, good. They're still having they're still having real good fun. Yeah. All for uh, it. Couple of couple of nice false finishes as well. Um Trent had a strong zero for the win, but um, the the the, the managed to well, whichever book wasn't pinned, managed to like push Rocky into the pin to break it up. Yeah, which was quite nice. Um, another one where the book hit a melted driver on Rocky. Trent broke it up, and then all seemingly immediately afterwards, they just hit the BT trigger on Rocky. <laughs> they, they break up the melted driver, like all right, then we'll just use the BT trigger, and like they win. So they, they win, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the thing is, there's a really awkward point where they went for the um, whichever one it is, the, the fucking Meltzer driver or the Indy Taker. They're both pretty much the same move. But it's, it's fine. Um, <laughs> there, are, there, are, there are subtle differences, but I can't tell you what they are. No! <laughs> I can't tell you which one's which. They're both very similar. Um, yeah. Um, but it was really awkward because they got the pin on it and then Nick, sorry, they got reversed. Nick was just standing on, on apron. He put his top half of his body in the ropes and went, tried reaching for it. And I was like, you could have just went in the ropes and broke it up. Oh, I get yeah. that. I get that you were going for that. You could have just, oh shit! I was preparing for the move, but you just awkwardly stood there. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was it was a really fun match. Like it was super fast paced. Trent is, he's come back like a fucking man possessed, doesn't he? Yeah, it's weird seeing him with short hair still, but yeah. And seeing him be like a bit stiffer, a little bit, yeah. like, you know. Yeah, I'm all for it. He's eating, looking a bit more rugged. He's been eating people's souls. <laughs> oh, I'm all for it. Been hanging around with Sue too much, he was a legit ass kicker. So. 
Tears taught him well. So after the match, uh, Brendan Cutler's in the ring, sort of giving it, giving it large on Trent, and Orange Cassidy comes in, and Orange punches him. Uh, then the book super kick Cassidy. Trent comes out, comes in, and, and sort of scares the books off. But then a wild Jay White appears, first time in the AW ring, and he hits a Blade Runner on Trent, which is a little treat for everyone. Study bastard. Get, well, we've got Jay White now. Yeah. How will how will that change the story of? Well, isn't he fighting Trent next week on Rampage? Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, I I did not know that. Okay, gosh. We've got Jay White in an AEW ring next week. <laughs> yep. <laughs> On Rampage, wasn't it? Wow. Not uh, even Dynamite. No, I'm all for it. Yeah. I won't argue with a bit of Jay White. Yeah, so speaking yeah. of the face of the Revolution ladder match, next week, Ricky Starks announced that Powerhouse Hobbs will face Dante Martin in a qualifying match. I mean, that could go either way. Yeah. I mean, you think maybe Hobbs gets his win back, but at the uh, same time, Dante could just... I really want to see Dante in a face of the Revolution ladder match. Like, yeah, a lot, exactly. Like, a lot, a lot. <laughs> you're either getting a big powerhouse or a guy that can jump. You're either getting and you're either getting Keith Lee, Wardlow, and Powerhouse Hobbs all in the same match. Yeah. Or you're getting Dante Martin doing mad shit off ladders. Yeah. Who doesn't need a ladder to reach that? Okay, oh, you can just jump from the middle of the ring and grab it, yeah. <laughs> Uh, next up, something else that might uh, might interest you a little bit. Uh, Tony Schiavone backstage with Brian Danielson. Um, and he was saying, oh, yeah, John Moxie has ignored you. And Danielson's like, no, no, he's not ignored me. He's just not. He's, I just let him, you know, answer. Because he's taking his time. It's fine. Yeah. Um, and then Matt Seidel rocks up with Lee Moriarty. And then, I like this. So they, they start talking about Lee Moriarty and like, oh, yeah, why are you, why are you trying to like take... And then Lee Moriarty's like, hang on. I can talk for myself here. Uh, exactly. Well done, Lee Moriarty. Well fucking done. Get and, um, he basically says, well, Brian Danson said he needs to show some violence. So Lee Moriarty's like, all right, next week I'll show you some violence. Yeah. yeah. So then next week we're getting, next Dynamite, we're getting, um, so this Wednesday, we're getting Lee Moriarty versus Brian Danson, which, oh baby. Yeah. All for it. Straight into my veins. As long as Lee Moriarty gets some sort of offense then, which I'm sure he will, I'm all yeah. for it. Oh, I. So next up, we get uh, Robin Renegade attempting to lick Dr. Britt Baker's ass. Thanks to a hilarious spelling mistake on Twitter. <laughs> lick, kick, it's all the same. Lick, thing, lick, lick that ass. Lick uh, that ass, baby. So Robin Renegade versus Britt Baker. This was, this was fine. It did what it was supposed to do, really. It was yeah. too eccentric. It was, Britt Baker got all her shit in. Yeah. Didn't even win with the with the Lotto, won with the stump. Yeah. Didn't even, and then t- put the Lotto in afterwards. And then Thunder Rosa came out. First of all, we're talking about storyline stuff. So, um, no Jamie Hater out with Britt Baker, just Rebel. At the start, yeah. 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 And for the for the for the entirety of the match, there was just Rebel at ringside. Yeah. Um, then after the match, Britt Baker puts Renegade in the lotter. Thunder Rose comes out to make the save. Gets gets her hands on Britt. You know she gets gets in there. She gets a fair lot of punch in there now. Yeah. And then Jimmy Hater comes in to break it up. Um, attacks Rosa from behind. Then also, but also, just literally five seconds after Jamie Hater hits the ring, Mercedes Martinez is out as well. Yeah. And they almost have a little. Like two kids vying for teachers' attention, like they both want to <laughs> save. And Britt Brit, Brit Baker's like, "Oh, hang on, it's it's fine. You can both you can both save me. It's okay." 
the, the youngest child and the middle child having a go at each other. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yet, and so obviously, the, the, the continuing to build that sort of storyline up. We're going to see, obviously, aren't we? It looks like we're going to be seeing Martinez replacing Jamie Hayter gradually yeah. in Britt Baker's sort of team, which is means we can get face Jamie Hayter to just win the belt and go on a banging run with him just playing just all the time. Yep, every time she's in a match, like, do you remember Sincara with his lights? Just have Jamie Hayter with her music on yeah. the whole time during the just match. Ne- never turn on it repeat. Off. On repeat. Just, just loop that shit. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but it was, a, it was a fun match. Like Robin Renegade looked fine. She did everything she needed to do. She didn't have an awful lot to do because it was. Yeah. Well, she hit, she, she hit a nice frog splash and, and saw the bits and bobs. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. it was fun. Uh, next up, then, um, Chris Statlander turns heel a little bit. No, I mean, she's gave herself an edge because she's in serious mode. Come on, Tasty. She literally said that she understands why Layla Hirsch's parents gave her up for adoption. Hey, it's all on her. She fucking decided to be a cunt. That's all her problem. I mean, I'm, like I'm, 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 problem. I'm really into this feud. Yeah. The thing is, I've seen none of it. I've just seen the whole like one-minute promos that we keep getting every week. So they haven't actually had many matches in it. Like it all sort of stems from like a couple of months back when they were tagging and they wouldn't tag each other in. Yeah, dark and dark elevation. I think it was. Yeah, but and it, it's like back from like last year as well when they were on like dynamite and stuff in, t- yeah. in tag matches and they were sort of they had a bit of aggro with each other. So they've done a really good job of like turning that into a thing, which is which has been quite cool. Um, next up, then we had uh, Hook versus Blake Lee. Yeah, I mean. Right, Hook, Hook, did I tell you about Hook's tattoo? Yeah, was that last week? It's His... a porky pig one. Yeah, well, th- this week I realised he's got one that just has 1999 and funny writing. Is that, how old? Is that when he was born? Like, because it's the year he was born. Oh, that's, that's upsetting, isn't it? It's a, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's hot. Oh. That's the year I started secondary school. Oh, mate, I was four <laughs> year old. <laughs> I was fucking 11. At least I'm still relatively young. <laughs> Um, I mean, this is just, it's just what it is. Hook comes out with his baller entrance, baller music, a bit of action Bronson for the boys. Um, gets in there. And, yeah. I still don't get the hair. I don't understand it. So I'm sure it's what the kids are into. I don't know. You're younger than me. No. <laughs> I, I must be it's, getting it's old ba- if that's what we're into. I think it's basically just what if like anime hair was in real life. Uh, maybe. That's, that's the only way I can possibly try and describe it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was just a hook match, wasn't it? He did he did hook things. And he looks great doing it. Like that El Camino suplex he hit where you like that the gut wrench was fucking beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Like really, really nice. Um and yeah, unlocks in the, the red room for the win. I went because the missus came downstairs from work, but whilst this match was on, the red room got hit. I was like, Oh, that's murder backwards. And she, did you get it? And she was like Get what? Red rum, darling. It's murder backwards. Oh, no, I didn't get it. <laughs> Does she also know that Relic is killer backwards? Apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you got to you got to step up your wrestling education, then you got to you got to show us on Relic. Maybe maybe we'll, maybe we'll get a Relic match on this new series. Yeah, but we can definitely get. The, there's a match of Relics on our list already. Oh, is that? Oh, excellent. yes. <laughs> You know, we're getting all the getting all the backstage goss here at uh, on the AW uh, podcast. Love it. 
<laughs> right, next up then we have the main event. Um, it is the Gun Club versus Jurassic Express. Um, Jungle Boy says um, Atlantic City are going to make them feel at home with the loudest ever Ass Boys chant. And to be fair, there is big ass boys chance. There is big ass boys chance throughout, this, throughout boys. this whole match, pretty much. I don't, um, like, I don't like their music. I liked the old music a lot more. Why would you not have like Billy Gunn style saxophone noises? Because I think they're meant to be like, I think they're going for more of like a smoking guns kind of, because they're doing the they're doing the, the the bang 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 with the hands, aren't they, and stuff. It's pesh. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, we have to come around to the concept that the Gun Club are actually pretty decent, aren't they? I I really enjoyed this match. <laughs> I, they're actually really good at wrestling. I it didn't re- I didn't realize how long the match actually went. When I looked at the time, I was like, "Oh, oh shit!" Fucking hell! Yeah, I mean, it was it was just again. This has become the hallmark, hasn't it, of Dress Express's title reign of just having really fun tag matches. It's what you want from your tag champs. Yeah. No babyface ones anyway, yeah. I mean, so again, they, they, the Dress Express, they, they, they run that big man, small man, like, gimmick so well. Like, they do great moves. Like, um, the sort of move where Jungle Boy does, like, the delayed sent on where he, like, like, sort of slides off Luchasaurus's back. Yeah. And the assist, and, it, oh, it looks great. Obviously, Thrash Express is really cool whenever they hit that. Um, the Ass Boys do a really good job in this match. Like, Austin is just a prick and you just want to see him get battered. Is he, beef, is he beefed up in time? Because he, he does look a bit swollen, doesn't he? He does look a bit beefier, like, Because Colton's taller and he's a little bit, like, warrior, but Austin's Slender, like, Austin's like, yeah. I, I never remembered him being that beefy. No. That was a... Austin I mean, Austin hits his finisher, which is the quick draw on Jungle Boy on the on the outside. Sure, I can even tell you what move that was, but sure, yeah. Only because the commentators call it that. Oh, okay. And then you get your little fuckery. So Austin goes for the or Colton goes for the cover, puts a feet on the ropes. Uh, Christian comes around and throws them off, and then Billy gets into it. Christian leads with Christian hitting a spear on Billy on the outside. Boo, scum! Christian is scum. And then on the inside, Jungle Boy hits a kill switch for the win. Yeah. I don't want Christian to not say his face. <laughs> I don't. I'm sorry. Well, it was it was like they had to they had to do that as a finish, didn't they? Because Jungle Luchasaurus was like dealing with Colton. Because because the Gun Club were being such like cheating pricks. Yeah. Like Luchasaurus had to take himself out the ring to, to deal with the interference. And so it left Jungle in a one-on-one situation. I mean, he could have, he could have put the snare trap on, I suppose. Yeah. But but I, I liked and because like after Christian came in to like congratulate with him, he, um, Jungle Boy like said to him, "I used your move. Did you, know, did you see it? I hate it. Which was kind of fun. I hate it. Oh, and there was also a, a really cool spot where Jungle Boy got nailed with the belt and kicked out at like two point nine 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 recurring. I was very close, and Jungle Boy didn't even look at the referee doing it. No. <laughs> Maybe that's what made it a bit too close. <laughs> you was, you, 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 at that point, you just have to be counting it in your head and hope the referee yeah. keeps the count consistent. And like, because you hear one, two, you know how long you've got until three. You just got to get the timing right, not licking, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, really, really fun match. Great way to finish the show. Um, again, I don't think Jurassic Express have had a bad match since they've won the belts. Yeah. Uh, 
they never they never have bad matches to be honest. So I'm off. Yeah, it was a good match to end on. And they're really cramming. Like I mean, if if you are cramming so much action into this one hour now that like the books aren't even getting their entrance. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. So they're really they're really stuffing it with a, as much like in action, as, in action as, they, as they possibly can, which is yeah. awesome. Um, yeah, so, uh, do you want to run before we finish off with some questions? Do you want to run some highs and lows from Rampage? Have you got any? Eh, my high, my high, I'll take the main event because it was surprisingly good. It's not often I see the Gun Club or the Ass Boys, obviously. Yeah, so I, I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, my low, eh, I didn't really feel the Baker versus Renegade match, but you weren't ever going to. No, it wasn't. Because it was more for storyline purposes. It wasn't meant to be a show stealer. It was meant yeah. to be. That was all about getting Jamie Hayter and Mercedes Martinez to square up to each other at the end. Yeah. Sure. Uh, all right. Well, I'll take the opening match uh, just because it had everything that I wanted to have. It had mad stiff shit. It had flippy flips. It had Danhausen. You know, it yeah. had it had everything I wanted. I, I will say, like, that the surprise tonight was definitely the showing of the gun club in the main event. Like, I thought, yeah, I thought, yeah, yeah. I thought Jurassic Express would carry them to a decent match. I didn't think they would both work together to put on a great match. Yeah, they didn't need carried, definitely not. Um, so that was that was a pleasant surprise, and I don't think I've got any. Um, I, I, very, I found it very hard to pick a, a down on Rampage because it's again, it's so tightly and well paced and so tightly structured, which is yeah, nothing seems there's no there's no Chris Jericho. I mean, Chris Jericho and Conor is always low hanging fruit. But you can just drop after a while. You can just you can just zone him out. Yeah, your head the, the fact that my misses actually went. Oh, isn't Taz usually on like rampage commentary? He is. You just like, can't tell because Jericho talks all the yeah, time. He is there, darling. <laughs> <laughs> Honest, Ricky Starks is there as well. Just him and Jericho bickering constantly. Yeah. Um, right. We've got a couple of quick questions. Um, we'll finish off with. So Faye first says, "This is a BTE question." We can have it anyway. Uh, where is Colt Cabana's body? Um, I haven't watched BT in about six weeks. So they did a bit where Colt Cabana turned himself into a pumpkin. Aye, okay. And then they took his, because pumpkins rot, they took his soul and put it into a banana instead. This is the Dark Order. They put it into a banana instead because bananas don't have souls, so they don't rot. Uh, uh, the actual, sure. yeah. So I don't know the, the actual the, the, the boring kayfabe answer or the, the, the non kayfabe answer. The, the real life answer is he is apparently stuck in Australia with visa issues. Oh right, okay. And yeah. can't can't leave the country. Um, so that's why he's not been around, and he's been sort of like just recording like voice lines on his phone, presumably just sending them. Yeah, that's so, fair. And they've been they've been sort of doing what they can with it. Um, where is Cockabana's body? I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's in Adam Cole's bed with the rest of the Dark Order. <laughs> <laughs> so that'd be a, that'd be hilarious. Um, Sarah on Discord again. Danhausen's first match with who? Question mark. I'd like to see it be him and Orange versus a tag team of some sort. Maybe That's, the Gun Club, really. Yeah, I mean that that seems to be. Because like the, the whole Ass Boys thing is is thousands, yeah. wasn't it? So that would make sense. And given like given what we saw this week, I'd be well up for that. We'd give the yeah. couple a bit more TV time. Um, I think I think definitely the, the, the way to bring Danhausen in is as a tag team with Orange. I think that's the easiest way to get him over with the fans. If, for anyone that doesn't seem to know who he is, 
I mean, he can go. It's not a question of like he can wrestle. He's a, he's a good wrestler. But yeah, yeah, generally, I don't think I've ever seen a match of his. I I just know who he is. Well, I watched. I, I watched. There's a, there's a really good free one on YouTube of. Um, I, put, I might put it on the um, on the list. It's Danhausen versus Mike Bennett, which yeah. is pretty awesome. So yeah, uh, and one last one quickly from Faye before we go. Uh, Akada to AEW win. I wouldn't be opposed to it, but I think it's New Japan's big money man. They're not just going to give them away, are they? I think yeah. So I think I think it's um, it's an interesting one because if you book say a card versus Hangman, who gets to say who someone's wins? got to lose? Yeah. yeah, who goes over in that match? Yeah, exactly. I think but... we'll definitely. I mean, one thing I'd love to see. I think obviously this this year still we've just got that. Sort of tail end of COVID, especially Japan is is a lot worse than than some other countries for it at the moment, aren't isn't it? So I think that's curtailed yeah. a bit of it. I'd love to see someone big from AW in the G1 next year. Yeah, that's what I've missed about the G1 is having someone in there that's not usually in there, like a Brian Danielson or a CM Punk, yeah, or a, a Moxley, or you know, yeah, like we've seen Moxley in it already. It was brilliant. Like, give us someone else. Like, someone you think will be able to pull off nine matches. Even like a Daniel Garcia. Yeah, yeah. Uh, You'd you'd probably be stuck in the fucking Super Juniors. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, you can't put him in the G1 because you just win it and then what do you do? (laughs) (laughs) He's winning everything, so fuck it. Have him him, him fucking headline Wrestle Kingdom take the belt off him. (laughs) Oh, Canada. Uh, that's yeah. who goes over in that one Daniel Garcia <laughs> Daniel Garcia just beats Okada <laughs> just hits him with his bowler trophy and uh, pins him middle of the ring <laughs> yeah excellent right that's it for AW this week then um, we're going to be back next week it seems like a pretty stacked card already next week yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're looking forward to that uh, yeah, thank you all as always for joining us. We'll see you next week for some more AEW action. Take care, and we'll see you all real soon. Goodbye. Bye. Hello, yes, Danhausen here. Danhausen has been summoned. You must love this podcast housing, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast housing. <laughs>